This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas Eve. Hope you're having a great week. And uh, of course, you've made it to the weekend. A special weekend indeed. Saturday, Christmas Eve. Sunday, Christmas Day. And Monday is Arsenal Day. As Arsenal return to play West Ham United in the Premier League as well. Good morning. Everybody joining us in the chat box. Good morning to Matt G, Rocky, Blackshine, Olu, our classic four quartet joining us first. Uh, Kaiser, Stevie, Jose, Paul, Amira, Lee. Good morning. Uh, Stephen, Harvey, Billy, um, uh, Odirile. We've got Bradley. We've got Viraj. We've got Franklin. Uh, Nyamdi as well. Good morning. Uh, Vivian, Francois, our Christmas Santa Claus himself, uh, giving it all out the... Uh, the memberships to uh, to 50 random people the other day. Very grateful indeed. Uh, Matt Fox, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to Steve. Good morning uh, to Nitish. Good morning uh, to Tom and Billy and Daniel as well. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I think I saw a message from Daniel. It says, Tom, can you give a shout out to my boy Theo? Um, it's his sixth birthday today. Theo, I hope you have a fantastic birthday. And if you are indeed going to be enjoying the festivities and Arsenal, that we can bring home the points for the family. Otherwise, you know, your dad's not going to be happy. Uh, and you, you don't want your dad unhappy on Boxing Day. So fingers crossed we can see uh, the Boxing Day points secured to save the birthday weekend. So let's uh, let's give a quick shout out indeed, of course, to people joining us in the chat box who say, like Amira, don't forget to hit that like button, everyone. The simplest Christmas gift you could give Tom today, indeed. Please do hit that like button. Let's move to our first story. As I told you about yesterday, we recorded yesterday our preview for Arsenal against West Ham United. Martin Odegaard, of course, being one of the key players talked about by our guests. I was joined by Ojo and Josh and Jared to talk all through uh, things. It was a bit of a chaotic uh, preview show, to be honest. Things were flying about all over the place, but we managed to get through it um, and brought you all of the latest thoughts on the game for Boxing Day. So if you haven't already given that a watch, it is the last upload on the channel before this one. Uh, David Moyes has confirmed that Skamaka and Antonio are not yet potentially going to be available. He says, I'm not sure if they're going to be available yet. Jean-Luc has got an ankle injury. Mick's got a bit of a calf strain. So we're hoping that they've got a good chance. 
Um, but I think they're both doubtful. I think all the clubs in the Premier League, you never know who is fit and available from who has returned yet from the World Cup. And of course, uh, they've got Jared Bowen, who can play through the middle. We know that. Uh, he asks about Jared Bowen and potential cover. He says, uh, yeah, I do think we have cover. I think Jared's more than capable if we, in terms of him playing through the middle. I do think uh, Jared's more than capable if we need to do so. Over the last few years since we've changed Marko Arnautovic from a wide player into a centre-forward, we've done a little bit with the same with Mickey Antonio. So who's to say it won't be Jared who is next? So it could be that Jared Bowen starts up top for West Ham in Monday's game. So there you go. Lovely stuff. Um, moving forwards, and Zinchenko has been talking about his previous six months at Arsenal and talking about the situation right now with Gabriel Jesus. He says he's one of the leaders of our team. He's a true warrior. I have no doubts he'll be back much stronger than before, knowing him personally and knowing his character as a team we need to stick together. He was then asked about Eddie Nketiah potentially stepping up. And he says, I have no doubts that Nketiah is going to do his job amazingly and everyone trusts him. We have such a great group of people and we have this feeling of togetherness. If you want to read the full interview, it is, of course, on the Arsenal website. Uh, now, Arsenal are reportedly planning on activating the two-year option in Charlie Patino's contract. Uh, Charlie Patino is, well, Arsenal are hopeful of signing a new deal with the player, of course. That has not yet been possible, but thankfully the planning behind the previous contract meant they added a two-year deal. So that means it will extend through until uh, 2025. It means we'll get two more seasons from Patino, at least. I imagine that this is going to be kind of a uh, a process whereby we're looking to convince him of a pathway into the Arsenal first team in the years to come. And to do that, of course, if you extend by those two years, it means that you can show him that pathway and then you can get him to sign a brand new deal. Now, there is interest, as we know, from Spain and Barcelona in particular, but Arsenal have still plenty of control in this deal for Charlie Patino. I'll be hoping to convince him of a pathway into the team and then get him signed up to a new long-term contract for the future. Now, into transfers, and Arsenal are said to be tracking Juve youth centre-back Dean Huysen, uh, or Huysen, uh, the uh, the Dutch two-footed centre-back, only in his teens still and playing for uh, Juve's under-19, 17 years of age. Um, he's played now uh, a number of times in the Primavera, eight times with three goals from centre-back, and in the UEFA Youth League as well, six games and three goals from centre-back. He scores a decent amount of goals, six goals in 14 games as a centre-back is kind of ridiculous. He's six foot four in height. As I say, you can use both feet. Arsenal are looking at potential centre-backs. They want to reinforce their area, maybe in the summer more so than in January. Um, but there is a feeling with the Evan and Dika links that we've seen as well, that I think that there is a, there is a good chance Arsenal may look to bring in a centre-back either this winter, which I think is more unlikely, or more likely they'll look to bring in a left-sided centre-back in the summer. As I say, he's more, he is right-footed, but he is. I've done a bit of reading on him this morning, and it's claimed that he is no weaker on his left than he is his right. And we do know how Mikel Arteta likes a two-footed player to get them through a season. Um, now, Real Valladolid have reportedly put a 15 to 20 million euro price tag on Fresneda, Ivan Fresneda, the 18-year-old right-back. I, I tweeted about this yesterday and said... Um, you know, I thought this was kind of mad, considering the fact he's played six La Liga games, and that's it, uh, this season. And all of a sudden, he's worth 15 to 20 million euros. It's a lot of money. You know, Lukonga played a lot of games before we paid a similar price tag to that. Right? Uh, Nuno Tavares, of course, came in for around 7 million quid. Um, 
it's a lot of money for an 18-year-old in a position where you've already got Ben White, Tommy Asu, and at present still Cedric, and of course, Rule Waters and Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through. It is a bit of an odd one um, that he's worth that amount of money, but if Valladolid have got the players, uh, have got the teams interested, the market tends to dictate the price. Um, so I guess that is a big reason as to why we're seeing these kind of figures associated with Fresneda. Um, moving forward to our penultimate story, and reports continue to suggest that Mikhailo Mudrik will still indeed cost that massive, massive fee in the region of 100 million euros. Now, Ben Jacobs has been talking about this to give me sport. He says the feeling of all the people in the industry is that Arsenal know how special this guy can become in the next few years. At the moment, I don't see them signing a player for 100 million euros in that position, such a striker, because Gabriel Jesus' injury is more serious than expected. But then in two to three months, he will be available. Fabrizio Romano added on Give Me Sport. He says Shakhtar insists on 100 million euros. Arsenal have a feeling that at the end of the story, Shakhtar could maybe accept 60 to 65 to find the right package to include maybe some add-ons. For sure, he remains one of the priorities for Arsenal. Of course, we heard from Mikel Arteta that Arsenal are going to be active, quote, active, during this January transfer period, whatever that means, whatever it turns out to be. Hopefully, it's something very, very good. Uh, and in terms of signing plenty of quality into the team, because that's the main and important thing about that window is that we sign quality to this squad. And finally, a very, very significant story uh, regarding João Felix. The Portuguese international supposedly now is available on loan. Uh, this report comes from Duncan Castles, who says Arsenal is interested in signing jo uh, João Felix. Man United are considering Felix as a replacement for Ronaldo, whose contract was terminated by mutual consent ahead of the World Cup finals. Discussions with Arsenal are understood to be more advanced at present. Uh, and furthermore to this, they were saying that the uh, a loan move would be valued at around €8 million Euros to sign Joao Felix without an option to buy or without an obligation to buy, but an €8 million Euro loan fee for Joao Felix between now and the end of the season. For me, that's an absolute no-brainer. Like, absolutely go and do that. You can sign Mudrik, you can sign your midfielder if you want them. And on top of that, you can bring in another quality forward for the rest of the season. I don't need an option. I don't need an obligation, you know, because to be honest, the amount of money being associated with Ralph Felix anyway is kind of crazy. We didn't need an option when we signed Martin Odegaard and we managed to get him on a permanent deal still. Having a player at the club, club to experience kind of all of those things as well um, is is, I think, something that will help in the future if Arsenal wanted to sign him. He would have already been playing with us, integrating into the team, working with the team, working under Arteta, and that can be really helpful when it comes to convincing a player to sign in the future. We don't need necessarily an option or an obligation included in this deal, and any obligation or option is going to probably be a ridiculous figure anyway. But an £8 million loan for him is really, really strong. Uh, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this turns out to be an accurate piece of reporting um, and that obviously we see a move for a striker brought in in the winter because it would be such a boost to the team to have someone like Ralph Felix available for the last six months or so of the season as we push towards, who knows, a potential title. Um, of course, we would have to cover all of his wages, says Akmal, and they do total upwards of £200,000 per week. He is a very expensive player to bring in six months on £200,000 per week. Well, if it was a plus, probably around £10 million in wages, is it not? So 
yeah, it's going to cost. It's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you a lot, or maybe less than that. No, it is less than that. Two and a half million, I think it is. I'm going to do some quick maths on my calculator just to make sure I've got that right. So if there's 52 weeks in a year, 26 for six months times 200,000, that would be 5.2. Okay. So they, well, hold on. Did I just do it times 52? I did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm going mad. My brain's not working this morning. 5.2 million on top of that 8 million. So you're looking at a 30 million whole package uh, for uh, for Shroud Felix for six months. I know it sounds a lot, but you know you don't tend to put wages into things either. Uh, if his wages are significantly higher than that 200,000, you're looking at being around 7 million for his wages on top of the 8 million loan fee. It's going to be expensive, but let's be honest, the potential reward at the end of the season is going to be significantly more than what we pay uh, Atleti to get him on loan for the forthcoming season. So that, for me, is still a very good deal for Arsenal to do. It's risk-free. You know, it's, I know it's money, and it's a bit of money on top of that. But to be honest, Arsenal aren't going to sign anyone. Anyone you do sign is going to be able to give us enough quality until the end of the season. It's going to cost you a significant amount in wages or in a transfer fee anyway. So I don't think it's too much of a problem anyway. Um, anyway, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Um, Francois says, no way a player has to come to AFC, prove their worth in order to earn such wages. Um, unfortunately, that's just not how things work, Francois. Uh, players on certain wages at other clubs, they they won't drop. It's very rare you see them drop down in their wage bracket. So if they're already on that amount of money elsewhere... That is how much money Arsenal would probably have to end up paying. They might be able to negotiate it down to a more reasonable figure, but I very much doubt it when you're dealing with loan deals. Um, Ife says, isn't it wages for the weeks that he's here? Yeah, of course it would be. Uh, of course it would only be uh, the wages for the weeks that he's here. We wouldn't have to pay it outside of that at all. Uh, Amira says, when was the last time we promoted an academy defender? I don't recall us having much luck in that department recently. It's a good question. Trying to think back to like previous players that we've seen come through the ranks in any of those positions, even a goalkeeper. Um, you know, you think back to Emmy Martinez, was the most recent one, Chesney before that. But in defence, it's a great point. I don't remember thinking of any uh, youth defenders making it through. So it, it could be a first if indeed we do see some of the current crop come through. Uh, I think, I mean, I'll tell you in this interview, Jamie Carragher talked about how you know, that that centre-back is the hardest position to play. So often what you see, I think, is clubs going out and buying those players because developing them 
is just so much harder. Uh, Nathish says, hey, Tom, a question. If Saliba is not available, who would be at right centre-back? Will be Tommy as centre-back and, uh, and White as right-back or White as centre-back and Tommy as right-back or Holding and White? I think it will be Holding and White. Um, I think Holding has played, obviously, all of the games across uh, mid-season break. And because of that, it would be Holding because he's more fresh. He's ready to go. He's in uh, He's in the, the feel of playing. Tommy Asu hasn't played any games so far. And because of that, I think it would be White at right back and holding at right centre back. If Saliba's fit, I think he comes straight back in. Tommy Asu, they're being very, very careful with and trying to get, um, trying to get him back. Uh, G Dog says, "What's this about McAllister? I love how many people spell McAllister's name wrong and genuinely think it's McAllister. <laughs> it's Mac M A C space Alistair. So many people spell it wrong because they just think it's McAllister. <laughs> is Mac M A C space Alistair? Uh, genuinely is Argentinian. Uh, are we really looking at him? I'd be very surprised if we're not looking at him. Um, I think every club on the planet is probably having some kind of." interest in him after his World Cup exploits. He's a very versatile player, can play attacking midfield, defensive midfield, centre midfield, can play in a wide position, can play up front if you wanted him to. He's played in all of these areas for Brighton. He's a very, very good player indeed and would be a very, very welcome addition to the Arsenal squad, I think, if Arsenal were to go and get him. But, of course, it was going to be a very expensive deal after his World Cup exploits and Brighton are going to ask for a big fee. Remember, this isn't about getting bogged down about a World Cup performance. McAllister had been doing really well at Brighton before the World Cup, so certainly worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Tom says, about Mudrick's price tag, would you say that we could negotiate it down to an acceptable level by offering a full uh, by a box full of our Epic Away kits in the deal? Tom, I don't think we'd need to offer any money, mate. Sure, I mean, they're so rare these days, the Arsenal away kits, the black one. They're arguably worth more than that price tag we're talking about with Mudrick at this moment in time. They are gold dust, and in every sense of the word, are genuine gold dust. Bellerin, uh, Gibbs, Johan Juru are the suggestions from the chat box. Bellerin, of course, was signed from Barcelona. Didn't necessarily come through the academy, but did play at youth level. Um, Kieran Gibbs, uh, I'm interested to remember Kieran Gibbs is, is history at the club. Let's have a quick check on that one. Uh, Kieran Gibbs um, came through the Youth Academy at Wimbledon to 2004, then joined Arsenal's Youth Academy in 2004, uh, which was how many years ago? 18 years ago. So he was uh, 15 years of age when he joined Arsenal from Wimbledon and then developed through for three years at Arsenal before getting into the first team. Johan Juru. Let's have a quick check on Johan Juru's history. These people did come through the academy. Uh, Hayland is slightly different, of course. Uh, it's not like they were signed as eight-year-olds. Uh, Johan Juru uh, came through at Etoile Carouge uh, Academy uh, and then came to Arsenal in 2003. So that was, what, 19 years ago? So he was uh, 16 when he joined Arsenal uh, and then broke through in 2004. Uh, and then got his first senior appearance for Arsenal as well. Some really good um, suggestions there in the chat. Ashley Cole is probably the best one, I think, that we've got in terms of a player that joined, I think, when they were much, much younger. Let me a quick check. Yeah, he went joined Arsenal's academy in 1997. That was, what, 25 years ago. To be fair, he was still 17, according to this, when he came through. Um but he might have been at Arsenal's academy before that, to be fair. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he says, Cole started his career joining his local club, Arsenal, whom he had supported as a child at the age of 18. 
that's interesting. That's interesting. So, actually, Kieran Gibbs, Johan Juru, and Hector Bellerin all started their Arsenal careers before uh, Ashley Cole in terms of age. So that's that's very interesting indeed. Didn't know that. Unless the information is wrong, because it doesn't have any kind of youth career information before that. So unless he was there before, uh, I'd be interested to know if that's the case. Um, but there you go. Um, let's scroll up and go for a few more. Um, Jordan says, Morning, Tom and TGT viewers. Uh, wanted to find out your opinions on our alleged interest in Robert Renan, uh, the Corinthians' left centre-back. Yes, uh, he's been linked to the club before, uh, and I actually wrote a piece about Robert Renan doing a little bit of research into him. Uh, comparatively to Gabriel, I did a piece looking at kind of the statistical comparisons between uh, Roberts, Renan uh, and Gabriel. In fact, if I get that article up, uh, here we go. Arsenal transfer target holding his own with Gabriel uh, is the piece that I wrote. So, um, in fact, I can probably share my screen with you. That's the easiest way to do this, to give you some information. I usually do kind of these Y-Scout pieces if you're interested in that type of thing. Here we go. Um, so, yes, uh, tends to play uh, left centre-back, as you can see uh, in this piece here. Um, and it's very much well on the ball. Um, ha- against Fortaleza, Renan had 17 pass combinations, which was the fourth highest in the side, and 19 with his fellow centre-half, Robson Bamboo, which was the second highest in the team. He is very well trusted when on the ball um, and was involved in several passing combinations when they played former West Ham defender, uh, in combinations with former West Ham defender Fabian Balbuena, if you remember him. Um, defensively, Renan competes in more defensive duels per 90 than Gabriel, 4.21 to 3.44, although the senior man is winning more of them, uh, Gabriel winning 63.4 compared to Renan's 56. So the piece is there. I'll leave a link to it in the uh, the comment section if you want to go and give that a read on find out a little bit more about Robert Renan. Um, but yeah, he seems quite good for his age. Uh, I know he's coming through in obviously Brazil and the level is significant significantly different but it'd be unsurprising if Arsenal were indeed one of the teams that are very much looking at him we've been linked to him uh, over a few period of, of not just weeks but more than months now so I'm sure he is one of the players that is on the radar um, Arasilki has said I've read that Balogun will not be recalled from his loan I'm not surprised I, I reported this earlier in the month when Jesus first or actually in December when Jesus first uh, yeah so this month when Jesus first got set, uh, injured I reported that he did indeed have that recall clause in his contract, but that I would be surprised if Arsenal did indeed recall him um, because he's just doing so well out in France. Um, Gabenga says 200k plus is about 4.8 million for six months, plus the 8 million loan fee equates to around 12 to 13 million. Signing Joao Felix on a six month loan is a no brainer and it's risk free. I'm waiting for the Cronkies to prove how serious slash ambitious they are. As I said before, you know, it's all about um, it's all about making sure that we find the players that are worthy of the quality. Um, Mohammed says, hi, Tom, I told you weeks ago that we should take Felix on a loan. And uh, you said, why would Atletico, Atletico, remember not Atletico, uh, will agree a loan move, never say never in transfers. I asked the question because I'm genuinely curious. I don't know why they would do that. You know, I, why would they just accept a loan deal without any kind of option or obligation to buy? It seems as though, though, they feel as though maybe they can get a financial reward from that. Um I didn't say never. I just said, why would they do that? So, yes, very true. Never say never. Um, but it's always important to question because I just could not work out for the life of me why it would happen. It still might not. We'll have to wait and see. This is, of course, just a report coming from Duncan Castles at the moment. We'll have to wait and see if it turns out to have 
truth within it. Uh, Mix says, 3M here in uh, New Jersey. I'm going to guess that is. Uh, nice to catch you live, Tom. Always uh, catch you when I walk my dog at the AM. That's a ridiculously early time, Mix, to be walking your dog at 3 AM. Fair enough. Commitment to the cause. Um, Sam says, if uh, Juve come in with a good bid for Gabriel, would you sell him in January or wait till the summer? No. Uh, Gabriel is very much a part of the Arsenal fabric and I don't want him going anywhere. Uh, Tulip says, hypothetically, which one would you choose in the next five years? Three Premier Leagues, one Europa League or one Premier League and one Champions League? Great question. Uh, Three Premier Leagues and one Europa League. Um, Yes, we haven't won the the Champions League, but I'm not going to trade three Premier League titles and dominance like that and one Europa League for just one Champions League. Plus, after that period of five years, if we've won three Premier Leagues and one Europa League, I think we should be really well placed to go on and win the Champions League, surely, in the next five years. So, yeah, absolutely to lip three Premier League titles without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Francois says, Tom, wait a minute, what's your wish for next year, 2023? It's a good question. What is my wish? My wish is to, to lose a bit of weight, to be more motivated and commit to do some more exercise. That's more of a personal one. Um, I've got an announcement coming out on Boxing Day which kind of relates to a situation which actually kind of is part of the wish that's kind of come true for 2023. Um, But in regards to Arsenal, of course, it is going to be that we win the title. Has to be. Has to be that we win the title in 2023. Fingers crossed. Stephen says, I'm not sure that paying £13 is risk-free. Come the summer, clubs will try and take the mick again. Man United find themselves in a similar position. Any player sold to Man U is 20 million over their value. I, th- I think that a 13 million loan for Joao Felix is, is nothing. I think it's nothing. And considering his price tag is like 80 to 100 million odds anyway, and that's going to be a five-year deal. If you think about it that way, if you sign Joao Felix, say 100 million, that's his price tag, right? And you sign him on 100, uh, so 100 million. I'm doing lots of maths this morning. This ain't good. Uh, divided by five, that's 20 million a year, right? So you divide that by two and you get to 10 million. That's a six month. So you're playing slightly over the the, the valuation of the player, uh, including his wages. Remember, that's not including his wages, actually. So you're arguably paying uh, less than his valuation in terms of a transfer fee to get him on a six month loan. And to the end of the season, you're getting him on a slight discount compared to his price. So I think that makes sense. Uh, Clive joining us in the chat box on Felix Atletico. Uh, Atletico. <laughs> it's literally my biggest pet peeve in football when people call Atletico Madrid Atletico Madrid. It's so annoying. Um, only because I know Atleti fans that get annoyed. In the same way that I get, I know Athletic Club fans that get really annoyed when people call their team Athletic Bilbao. That's not their name. Their name is Athletic Club. Um, it's the same. I get really, really annoyed. Such a pet peeve. It's so irrational and pathetic, I know. But it's so irrational. Uh, on Felix, Atletico Madrid uh, want him in the Premier League to boost his value. Absolutely, Clive. That, that is the reason why. You know, no one's coming in and paying for him at £100 million. Um, But my, my kind of view was that while they were still playing in Europe and still trying to fight in in La Liga, that why would they allow one of their bigger assets to leave on loan if they weren't able to bring in a replacement? Surely they would have to bring in a replacement uh, at this stage. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, you're going places, mate. think we all know it. Um, thanks, mate. You deserve it. You could be the main reporter for the Arsenal. Wow, that would be hell of a hell of a thing. I always kind of looked at, a, you know, working at Arsenal. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how it would work out because I can be really critical, you know, and I, I hope that Arsenal would be open to to having people that are critical. 
I don't know. I've never really known anyone to work at the club and report back on that in, in recent times. But yeah, it's always important that I think you allow criticism. So that's why I think sometimes working outside of the club allows you to be more critical, I guess. Uh, and I think criticism and evaluation is important. Um, very happy where I am, Christopher. Uh, DeAndre Brown says, also, since when do we include wages into a loan move? Uh, if we buy him for our 80 to 100 million, we still have to pay him. Uh, all the time. All the time. You know, um, wages are typically included at a certain kind of percentage. Sometimes it can be none of it. Sometimes it can be 50% of it, 80% of it. Sometimes it can be 100% of it. Think about the Nicola Pepe deal. He's on loan uh, at Nice. We're paying, I think, about 30% of his wage that he was on at Arsenal. Nice are paying another 30% of his wage that he was on at Arsenal. And the rest of it, uh, Pepe has completely waived. Uh, he took a 30%-ish pay, uh, pay cut to go to Nice. Uh, and we're paying the thirty other 30% uh, or 33% and uh, Nisa paying the other 33%. So there you go. Um, Madmia says, Mudrik might need a lot of development for the uh, Premier League, but Felix and Vlaovic are ready. But Felix gets injured too quickly. Uh, for me, Vlaovic is just a, a lost cause. <laughs> I don't really have any interest in that style of forward um, coming in at the moment. I like having the option to bring in a... a, a uh, a Vla uh, an Atleti uh, forward in Joao Felix as well. Uh, Yomi says, Tom, the H is silent in Atletico. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Just winding me up now. This is ridiculous. Um, Viraz says, here's a list of Tom's pet peeves. <laughs> Atletico Madrid, Mac Allister. Uh, and yes, my name being said wrong <laughs> over and over again. Uh, GGTV for you says, morning, Tom. Can you please wish my boy Shakiri a happy birthday? He turned... Uh, seven yesterday, uh, it would make his day. Yeah, happy birthday, Shakiri. Is, is he named after the, the Swiss footballer? I'm curious. Um, very curious. Great name, if so. Fantastic. Um, Shivam says, isn't Felix another Havertz? I mean, stylistically, they're very kind of different profiles in terms of their physicality and, and you know, what they can provide. Positionally, I guess you look at them both as kind of second strikers more than anything. Uh, that can play in wide positions. So I guess positionally they're pretty similar, but from their physical profile, they're quite different. Uh, I think Felix suits what kind of a more similar to Jesus than what Havertz is. So so there you go. Um, Sam says, and don't forget, Tom also, lo also loves Leno. I, I don't mind Leno at all. I don't know where this has come from. I, I don't know why this feeling, I don't like Leno is. I just think that he was never going to be the goalkeeper that we needed because he didn't possess the the uh, the distribution skills. I don't think that's that bad of a thing, is it? Surely not. Um, Mohammed says, uh, happy birthday, Tom and Gunas. Question, how happy slash unhappy will you be if we go for Turam, Tielemans, Danilo and Dika in January? It would be around 60 million. So good value for money and would secure uh, three separate kind of positions. Um, I don't think... I, I, I don't think I'd be disappointed. I think I'd be quite amazed that we'd sign four players, but I think I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit underwhelmed that we didn't bring in a, the, the quality forward that we needed. Turam, I like him, but you know, I look at someone like Mudrik as a real talent, something really special. The same way I kind of look at the potential to bring in someone like Joao Felix as well as, as being someone who's quite special and fits what we're doing. I'm not sure that Turam fits. Um, it's just something. I'm just not sure he fits. Um, but uh, Danilo, I don't think it's going to happen. Tillemans could, maybe. 
And then Dicker is obviously not a January deal. It's uh, it's one for the summer when you can sign him on a free transfer. Clive says, Felix has the brain to play for Arsenal. We won't accept dumb players who upset our cohesion. That's why I can't sign for Arsenal. No dumb players at the club. Uh, Nabil says, was letting Emi Martinez go a mistake? No, very happy with Ramsdale. Uh, Byron says, Leno is a great shot stopper, but he doesn't command his box. He's slow off the line and his distribution leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, DeAndre Brown says, I think a Felix loan is the perfect solution. Similar to Jesus, doesn't create a log jam of investments as if we bought a Vlaovic and Dushan wouldn't be happy moving to sit on the bench. And Clive says, I agree with you, Tom, on Turam, I'm not feeling it. And when you look at the other French Bundesliga forwards in Colo Mouani, I like him a lot more. And Clive is the person that kind of first nudged me to say, start looking at Colo Mouani. Um, I wrote a piece on him. I'm trying to set the ball rolling, Clive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, he's a player that I, I liked when watching back through Scout and plenty of his clips. Um, we're going to round things off there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this is the last live show, of course, tomorrow morning on Christmas Day. You will be getting a Christmas special with myself, Sophie, Mike and Lee Judges. So do tune in for that at 8am. That will still come out at 8am. And then on Boxing Day, there'll be another show for you. As I say, there's an announcement video coming on Boxing Day at 8am once again. And then I'll be back on uh the 27th in the morning to round off all of the transfer news from both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Uh, I don't know how much transfer news is going to drop over these three days because obviously they're not particularly busy usually in the world of transfers, but maybe we'll be proven wrong. I hope if you're indeed celebrating, have a fantastic Christmas Day uh, tomorrow. Enjoy it. Have a great time with family and friends if you can. And of course, just try and make it as good of a day for yourself as possible. And don't just, just try not to think about the Arsenal uh, on Boxing Day and the nervousness that will come with that. We can we can save that. We can bury that. We can bulb all of that up until Boxing Day. Uh, of course, if there is that I can do a show in the evening after the game, I'll try. If not, of course, the reaction to that game will come on the 27th. But I think maybe, fingers crossed, hopefully, might be able to to do the business after the game on Sunday. That said, I think I might be working pretty late, but we'll see. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Drop a like on the video, of course. Subscribe to the channel. Go watch the preview for the West Ham game. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.